0: Good afternoon, Crossroads Connect Group leaders. Hope you guys are doing well. This is Lindsay. It is Friday afternoon, November 5th. Hope you guys are having a great week. Just a real quick reminder. Um, uh, hopefully you you had a great uh, kind of week break to recharge and, and rest a little bit and uh, get back in with first Wednesday. Now we're getting back into the, the series. We have two weeks left uh, this week. Uh, so this coming up week and the week after. Um, this week we'll we'll kind of wrap up the book um, with lesson seven, and then uh, excuse me with lesson six, and then the following week will be a recap uh, of the entire series with some different discussion questions to kind of bring it all home with lesson number seven. But this this week uh, is for the week of November seventh, and uh, we're going to be studying session number six from "Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table." Uh, it is also Missions Weekend, so if you're listening to this on Friday, then I want to encourage you, if you haven't gotten tickets yet and still want to come, I think there's seats available uh, for, the, for the dinner and the banquet, and you can get those at crossroadschristian.org slash events. Um, also want to remind you that, that um, there will be some information on Sunday, and it's also in the announcements on your sheet here uh, regarding the fall food drive. It'll be done a little bit different than we have done in years past. Uh, but we want to encourage you to be a part of that. You can uh, donate $35, uh, and it includes all kinds of different Thanksgiving items. And you can all you have to do is text Food Drive to 55757. It will send you a link back for you to make a donation, and then you can also through that link um, uh, make make a recommendation for someone that, we, that, that could use the help. So. All that's on the bottom of your of your of your notes here. Hopefully, you'll read that. But let's just kind of dive in. This is session six, titled "In the Presence of Our Enemies." Um, question number one says, "What comes to mind when you picture God setting out a banquet table in the midst of your battlefield?" Um, just wrote a few things down there. You guys may come up with other things, and that's perfectly fine. Let me just be clear. Uh, I say this a lot to y'all. Um, the best notes that that you can use for your for your discussion comes from your own preparation. Uh, I, I prepare and I put these things in place, but um, you know you guys may come up with other things that I think are great too. So just just realize uh, your preparation is important uh, to each lesson and I want to encourage you to use 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 that as well. So, Number one, what comes to mind when you picture God setting a banquet table in the presence of your battlefield? Uh, things I wrote down were peace, protection, and a reminder that God is for us. Uh, in my mind, I think of, uh, it's almost a very flippant thing that God sets this table uh, in the presence of our enemies in the middle of our battlefield. Essentially, he's saying, you can do all that you want, but at the end of the day, I got this person. I care about him. I care about her. Uh, and that should give us all peace and really a sense of protection that God is always for us. Question number two: Second Corinthians three twelve through eighteen. What does this passage say about the access believers have to God the Father? Um, you can read the, read the text for yourself, but essentially it, it's talking about you know when Moses came down from the mountaintop, uh, you know his face was glowing, you couldn't see his face uh, because he had been with God and. Um, what Paul's talking about is when Jesus came, the veil was torn. Uh, that that there is no nothing keeping us from going directly to God. So we, we literally have that benefit over over anyone in the in the Old Testament. Okay. Uh, so how does how does the Apostle Paul say we should approach the throne of God? Uh, he he makes a statement there in the text. He talks about boldness. Um, we can go boldly go before the the throne of God. Uh, that theme is also repeated in Hebrews four sixteen. Uh, if you want to kind of make a connection to that, I think that's good. Um, second part of that question says, how can this approach change our day to day relationship with Jesus? And just think it, think through that. Again, I think this is one of the, this is one of those questions where you could have some different answers. Everybody could have a different response. But uh, what came to my mind was because we have freedom to go directly to Him um, and talk to Him about the challenges we face, that's good. Um, This should also give us confidence because we know that Jesus will always do what he has promised to us. Uh, So take a few minutes uh, before the lesson, go over those questions number one and two, and then watch the video. Uh, And this last video is very powerful and very good. I I think you're really, really gonna enjoy it. Uh, And then get into these next few questions. Question number one says, as we read David's words from Psalm 23, perhaps the most important question of all to us is, why has God set a table in the presence of our enemies? In the video, Louie will share three reasons why I've listed them here, here below. Reason number one, so that we can know God is enough. Reason number two, so our enemies can see that God is God is enough. Um, uh, and number number three, so that we can let our cup overflow. Um, and just take a minute and, and kind of unpack that with your group. I think that's, uh, that's really good stuff right there. And so just go through those points, remind people what, what the video said, if they didn't write it down, and, um, and talk about what that might mean uh, for us, practically speaking. Uh, question number two is, uh, have you experienced God's presence unexpectedly in the midst of your difficult time? I didn't put anything there. I think that's a personal question. So, uh, I didn't add any notes on that one. Question number three, what is the difference between knowing about God and knowing Him on a personal basis? And then the second part of that question is, why, what are some ways we can get to know God personally? Uh, so, what's the difference between knowing about God and knowing Him on a personal level? It's, it's basically the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Uh, we all have head knowledge about different things. Like, we, we understand certain things. Uh, but that doesn't mean we can do it like i can i can watch a youtube video on how to how to uh, repair a faucet in my kitchen but the reality is i can't do it i'm just that guy so uh, that doesn't make me a plumber uh or just because i understand how to uh, build something doesn't make me a carpenter either uh, uh in this case knowing jesus personally or god personally um means that we are in relationship with him. Uh, and if all we had is, is head knowledge or, or facts, then, then that can't save us. There must be a personal relationship with Jesus in order to be saved. Uh, so that's question number three. And you might even ask a question like, why is it important to know the difference between the two? Uh, and I think that's a good question to ask just because uh, when, when we have head knowledge of something uh, and not heart knowledge, um, and don't understand the difference between the two it, it will it will play all, it will make all the difference in the world so um, so maybe ask that question uh, along along with what's already listed there uh, question number four why is lingering so counterintuitive counterintuitive in today's world he's going to talk a little bit about that in the video about lingering with the Lord he'll use that little phrasing uh, linger with the Lord um, But he says, what does it look like? The question is, what does it look like for us to linger in God's presence? Um, And my response to that was, we live in a world that's consumed by instant gratification. And because we want instant gratification, we kind of go from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. Um, And so we never stop and pause and either give thanks uh, to God. Um, And so I think because of that, um, you know, that keeps us from lingering the way that God would like for us. Uh, with, with living that way, there, there's never room for lingering. Okay? And if we get away from the busy, instant gratification way of living, uh, we can make time to linger with Jesus. And then the second part of that question is, what obstacles do we need to overcome uh, to do this? So obstacles could include, but are not limited to two, unorganized lifestyles, busyness, sinful living, and bad relationships, etc. You guys can fill in the blank. I don't, I don't know that there's a real wrong answer there. Just I listed a couple of things that I thought might be beneficial to you. Question number five: Psalm thirty-four verse four says, "I sought the Lord, and He answered me. He delivered me from all my fears." What is the impact on others when they witness God delivering us from our fears? So in the video, he's gonna he's gonna talk a little bit about um, uh, the story of Paul. Uh, in prison and they broke out in worship and all the all the prison guards that were there to witness uh, what god had, what god was doing through their difficult time um, and so that's kind of the basis of that question so what's the impact well in that story the impact was they they end up getting saved uh, and so the impact on those who see god working our lives can be life-changing when, when we see, when, when God has helped delivering us from our fears and bringing us through a difficult season, everyone is watching you. And I tell, I tell this to parents all the time, um, it doesn't matter what you're doing, your kids are watching you. And so, so just remember that. My dad used to tell me all the time, someone's always watching. And it's really true. Uh, and by, by watching uh, us, they get to experience God in a different way. And it's possible the result will become a changed life that will go on to impact other people. Uh, every one of us uh, who are Christians, I guarantee you, uh, is, is the recipient of watching someone else do it right. So uh, just think about that as you think about that question. Okay, that's question number five. Uh, now let's jump over to practical application number one. Uh, David said in Psalm 34, verse 5, "Those who look to him are radiant; their faces are never covered with shame." How can we stay focused on the King at our tables, regardless of what's happening in the world around us? So that that question is a little bit like one of the other ones uh, that we talked about a few minutes ago, but but I put some different things here. Uh, so how, how how do we stay focused on the King? I think number one, we need to prioritize our time with God. Uh, number two. Uh, we need to not overcommit ourselves to do other things. Uh, I said this before, but, you know, as as people my age that have kids that are busy and active, uh, we can find our time being filled up with every other thing than what's important. Uh, we, make, we make soccer games important. We make baseball games important, basketball, cheerleading. You fill in the blank. We make these things important, okay? Um, and I think some of those things are important but let's just not overcommit ourselves so that we take away from what God is trying to do in our life. Okay. Uh, number three, stay organized. Uh, that's part of, that's part of clearing the schedule a little bit is, is, is just staying organized enough to that you go, okay, listen, I can do all these things, but I can't neglect, uh, this goes back to the prioritization, but I can't neglect what I, what I need to do for, for the Lord. Uh, and so when we, when we stay organized, it allows us to prioritize the way that we're supposed to. Number four, uh, pause sometimes to reflect on the majesty of God and all that He has done in your life. In other words, take a break. Take a break and just reflect upon what God has done. Uh, one of my favorite things to do in the mornings is uh, I go outside, I let my dogs out, and uh, I'll go outside and I will, I'll just kind of. Spend time, in the, especially this time of year when the weather's great, um, they'll run around and I'll turn the fountain on on my pool and uh, just kind of enjoy the great weather. Uh, and oftentimes it's, it's time for me to pause and just reflect and be thankful for the things that God has done. Um, you may have a place like that you go to as well. I encourage you to do those sort of things. It's really a wonderful, wonderful tool that we have at all our disposals is just to take time and pause. And and give God thanks for all that he's done. Okay, number five, uh, spend time in God's word and spend time with God's people. Uh, That's really what what being in a community is all about. That's what being in a connect group is all about is spending time in the community that God has given you uh, because those people will make impact in your life. And so I want to encourage you to do that. So number one, prioritize your time with God. Number two, don't overcommit yourselves. Number three, stay organized. Four, reflect on the majesty of God and all he's done. And five, spend time in God's word and with God's people. Okay? Uh, last question under practical application. I think it's going to be different for all of us. Uh, just read it and you guys unpack it. Answer the question. I think it's a great question. Uh, but either way, enjoy this, these last two lessons. This one's really, really good. Uh, it could be very impactful for you. And I want to encourage you to, to really, really have a great conversation this week with your groups. Uh, thank you so much for all you do. Uh, you guys, you guys mean a lot to our, uh, our church, our people, and everything you're doing. We've had great attendance uh, all season long, and um, and I'm excited for what what God's going to do uh, these next couple of weeks uh, through our study and through "Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table." I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to call the church. Ask from me. You can also call my cell phone. I've given that number to you guys a few times. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to just kind of know, hey, how God's kind of touched your life through this study. But uh, don't forget each week to take prayer requests. Those are important. Uh, people who may not remember anything that you say, but they'll remember that you prayed for them. And uh, I think that's 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 a big, big deal. So God bless you all. And uh, thanks thanks again for all you do, and I'll see you on Sunday. Have a good day.